This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the second episode of EXO Higher Self. I hope you're all doing well and had a beautiful week. Although I do understand if things have been really intense for you this week, there's a lot going on. We're still working towards the change that is long overdue. So I want to remind everybody to take extra care, to sleep, to eat, do something restorative. I hope you're doing things to nourish your body and your spirit you know, taking baths, going on walks, calling your mom, or maybe not calling your mom. I went to the Brooklyn Liberation March for Trans Lives yesterday, and it was an incredibly moving and historic show of love. Yes, it was peaceful. Yes, it was beautiful. And this beautiful vigil, but it was also a demonstration of raw emotions and indignation. And a lot of grief and a lot of anger. So what did I do when I got home? I cuddled with my cat, Pepper, because that's something I know will soothe me. So even the little things like that, I know they seem pretty insignificant, but I think we're all starting to understand collectively that how and where we apply our own care and attention is what will determine the shape of our world. This week, we have six more questions. Thank you to all the people who send questions. They have been so thoughtful and and giving, and it's really so generous of you to allow us to include your voice. You never know how many people are thinking about or struggling with the same stuff, really. Thank you, thank you, thank you. On that note, let's get to our first question. Hi, Bunny. Um... I have been struggling with cigarettes, um, and I'm not sure why. Part of me thinks that it's because of my need to act on impulse and me not being able to have self-control because they are so readily available to me. Um, It's been a bad habit that's been happening for probably about a year and a half now. Um, And I really want to stop, but I'm not sure how to start or how to change my mindset to make myself believe that I don't need them. I don't know. I feel like it's a big, deeper issue. But if you have any tips on how to stop bad habits, I would really appreciate that. Because part of me also believes that it's um, based off of how I see myself. Um, My negative self-image makes me then turn to bad habits. 
I don't know, I'm kind of rambling, but if you could answer this or maybe provide some pointers or some advice, I would really appreciate it because your podcasts, um, your first one really helped me so much. Um, so yes, thank you. In this world of high stress and anxiety, everyone needs different forms of self-soothing. From the time we're born, all throughout our adulthood, we've been trying to find ways to soothe ourselves. You've been using cigarettes. That's really common because cigarettes are highly addictive. But your addiction to cigarettes is not a litmus test on how you see yourself or how much you love yourself. It's a litmus test on how addictive cigarettes are. Before the commercialization of tobacco, it was used by healers and indigenous tribes during rituals and ceremonies to speak to the spirit world. And today's sacred tobacco is still used that way by First Nations people. The cigarettes you're smoking, though, are full of additives and toxins that lead to disease and addiction. And just like any other healthy soothing practice, the way to change that behavior is to find other forms of soothing to replace it. Because really, you've been using it to calm yourself, and you deserve to have tools that will calm you, but won't be dangerous to your health. This is an opportunity to get in touch with other habits like meditation, journaling, knitting, drawing, or baking. Things that will keep your hands occupied. I'm really into baking, and it's really soothing for me. I'm not an expert on quitting smoking, and I'm sure there's tons of literature online from people who are and who have different tips on breaking the habits of smoking, but I can tell you that judging yourself for having this habit will only lead to more stress and anxiety, and that turns into more feelings of needing to smoke, and this is what continues this cycle of addiction. You already know how deserving you are of a healthy body, a healthy mind, a healthy soul. That's why you feel like there's something deeper going on. You're ready to change your patterns, which is really, really great. And that's what we're all doing right now, whether it's patterns of negative thinking, patterns of putting ourselves down, or patterns of using harmful behavior as a quick fix. We're all facing these challenges in different forms together. And I have so much confidence in you. Just take it one day at a time and do not shame yourself. It won't necessarily be easy, but you are so worth it. Hi, Bonnie. I have a question for you about poetic justice. In your last episode, I heard you speak about the struggles for justice that are happening in the world right now and how that's reflected on our personal lives, and that really resonated with me. I'm really young. I'm just turning 18 and graduating high school, but for the last few years, I've been in love with someone who didn't return my feelings. It was a love that ran really deep, and that has changed me and taught me a lot about myself and helped me to grow a lot as a person. But at the same time, I suffered a lot and I almost completely fell apart. And now that I'm at the end of this relationship, I'm struggling to find the meaning and the reason why it happened. And I'm realizing that this is a love that was completely under my control in a way the whole time. Yes, it was a painful and overwhelming experience. And yes, I didn't choose for it to happen. But 
I had control over the narrative the whole time, and I'm just realizing it now. I can't change the past, but I can control the way the story ends. And that's why I'm realizing that I need to create my own ending to this story, and I need to find my own poetic justice and my own reason why. I am an artist too, and I'm deciding to pursue an art career. And I wanted to ask you, what's your creative advice? How do you find that greater expression and tap into the maybe painful and shameful experiences in your life to transcend them and to do the thing that art does best, which is create an open dialogue of vulnerability and this narrative that we're not alone. Thank you, Bunny. I really admire you and your work. It sounds to me that you have a beautiful perspective on your experiences, both in your previous relationship and how you see yourself in the world. I can hear you're very passionate about serving a greater purpose and open to learning and to growth. One thing I've learned from being so vulnerable with my art and sharing it online and talking about my personal suffering is that it doesn't alleviate my pain. It just alchemizes it and it becomes this like elixir from an inner thought to something outside of myself. It gives it a home away from home. So I don't feel like it defines me. And watching it move through the experience of other people and their perspective also transforms it for me. And then I learn even more. But some experiences are never justified. And not everyone is going to receive your contribution the way you wanted or expected. I'm saying this because making the choice to share your suffering or put your suffering in your work is not easy. And you have to separate your own healing from the way others see you. My favorite part of this job is helping people feel less alone, like you said. But that doesn't mean I don't feel alone. And I don't still need someone else's help. If I were you, the less expectations you have for your art, the more enjoyable the process of making it and sharing it will be. Don't set yourself up with needing to always find the poetic justice because although it will be clear most of the time and that will be incredibly healing, there are times where what happens to us or what we see in the world is a mystery and we just don't need to know the answer all of the time. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, Bunny. 
Just wondering what your perspective is on empaths and how that relates to the higher self. Thanks. I sort of have mixed feelings about the label of empath because I feel like it can be really overused. First, unless you're a sociopath, you are empathetic to people's feelings. I know empaths are defined as people who take on other people's feelings and that can lead to some really unhealthy situations, but there is a spectrum of experience here. And what I've noticed is that most of the time when people talk about being empath, it's in the context of another person's emotions or feelings being too much for them. Rarely do I hear it as a benefit or something to be portrayed as a superpower, and it really is. It's normally always like a pain in the ass. And a lot of times people use it as a sort of spiritual bypass, like because they're so sensitive, they can't face your anger or what they view as quote unquote toxic behavior because it makes them uncomfortable. But most of our growth happens when things feel pretty uncomfortable. The reason I'm saying this is because if we only identify as empaths and we focus so much on that, it can make us feel like we aren't in control of our boundaries, and we are. So how do you know the difference between caring for yourself or just flat-out selfishness? Our higher selves are the lens in which we see love and how we can fulfill love's purpose. In any difficult situation, there is a lack of love. And sometimes walking away from that situation will help facilitate the possibility of love because staying won't benefit you or the other people involved, even if it feels painful to do so. But sometimes love calls on us to speak out and show up when even that feels painful and scary. The more in touch we are with our higher selves, the more we will know what that boundary is for us personally, because it's different from person to person. And the way we do that is through a solid practice of self-care. Because no matter how much you want to be there for other people, you have to balance that time with time for yourself. And honestly, you don't need to apologize for that or need to claim the identity of an empath to do that. But it's important to remember it's also about balance. We learn from experiences from other people and a lot of times we can't see how much benefit we're receiving from giving to others. Some of our greatest teachers come from places and situations we least expected. Your higher self already knows what to do because your higher self is the path of growth and healing. So ask your higher self, what choice will lead to my growth and healing? What choice will be harmful or lead me astray from that path? You can't answer that. But in order, you have to get quiet with yourself and spend enough intimacy with yourself so you can hear that voice because it's speaking from your heart. Hi Bunny, I just graduated high school six months ago and I'm in the middle of uni and about to drop out of my law degree and I just wanted to know whether 
you had any advice for some of us younger listeners who are feeling kind of lost and directionless, um, is there a way to truly know um, whether a career is right for you? How how do you figure out these things when you are undecided? And is it important to follow your intuition? Does your gut feeling about these things really matter? Right now is a time of a lot of unknowns when it comes to career and not just for young people, but you know, because of the pandemic, people of all ages have lost their jobs, small businesses are struggling, and a lot of industries are really having to rethink how they function. And even before the pandemic, we are living in this ever-changing world. I mean, technology is always evolving. So how do we stay grounded in our career path in a world of so much uncertainty? How do we know what it is that we're supposed to do? I firmly believe that when we get in touch with what we really care about, the issues we feel most passionate about, and ask ourselves, how can I use my talent and my gifts and my experiences to be of service to that issue? What can I do to move the needle forward? Because when we ground ourselves in a higher purpose, i.e. something that serves the greater whole, then the form or how we do it is secondary to the intention behind it. That way, no matter what ups and downs we go through on the path to figuring out how to make that happen, we don't lose our sense of self. Because we don't identify with our jobs, we identify with the higher purpose behind our jobs. The benefit of living in this uncertain time is that there is so much room to create something that doesn't exist or transform something that already exists. Creative innovation, whether that's in business or education or political leadership or social service. It all came from somebody seeing something that people really needed to have more fulfilling lives. Well, what do you think people need right now? What do you think would make this a better world? What is it that you would really like to give? If you could picture yourself doing something that made you completely happy, where would that happiness be coming from? Is it coming from inside of you? How do you connect to that right now? This is where our intuition comes into play. Intuition is just tapping into the collective whole that is connected through our inner selves. It's knowing something by channeling a universal spiritual intelligence within us. Or you could say the intelligence of love. I can't answer what your intuition might be communicating to you. And you don't have to know perfectly what the answer is right now. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to like go out there and save the world. What I am saying is that when you get in touch with that power within you that is greater than yourself, 
you are empowered by it and it can serve you as a guiding light. Like you, I'm uncertain about the direction of my career. You know, will I be able to pay my bills? When will there be a vaccine? Will this podcast do well? Will I have to go back to waiting tables? Will restaurants even exist? We just can't know the future no matter how much we try. If there's anything I've learned from this pandemic is that no matter how much you think like you can predict what's going to happen, something always shows you that you just can't. But we can have faith in ourselves and each other. And as long as we're willing to step up to the plate and lead our path with love, we will be taken care of. It might not look the way we expected. It might be a roller coaster, but we will always be held by the love that leads the way. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey Bunny, so I'm currently at a music slash performing arts university, but it's not the most reputable one in my city. The most reputable one is harder to get into, and at the time I felt too insecure to even try, so I went for the one I'm at now, which is easier to get into. I enjoy it where I am, but at the same time, I have always felt like I'm missing out or I'm lesser of an artist because I didn't take that higher academic path. I was wondering what advice you would give about feeling insecure or inadequate about yourself as an artist because you're not on that higher academic level. Thank you so much. Every time I get a question on how to feel more confident as an artist, I always ask, why do you want to be an artist? Why are you doing it? Is it to make money? Is it to be famous? Or is it to create forms of self-expression that encourage others to see the world through your eyes, your experiences, and your imagination? Because if it's the latter, then there is no right or wrong way to do that. You are the only you out there. How could anyone judge your own self-expression as good or bad? It doesn't make any sense. It's really just what people relate to. And that is what's so problematic of academia. There is a hierarchy of worth that is determined by people you don't even know. Don't get me wrong. I think school is amazing. There's so much benefit to going to school, you know, learning techniques, the history, learning from your peers and your classmates. It's wonderful. But academia is an institution that has been controlled by white supremacy and patriarchy. And the art world is still controlled by that wealth. You are no less an artist because of what school you go to. 
You're no less an artist if you don't even go to school. Your work speaks for you. What people are inspired by and moved by is authenticity. It's an energy that is just magnetic. And you say you really enjoy your school. Well, let yourself enjoy it. Artists are here to disrupt the way things are always done. And you're part of that legacy. Embrace the ways you have strayed from that beaten path and use it to your benefit. Because maybe it wasn't insecurity that led you to the school you're at now. I mean, maybe there was a part of you that knew you'd feel more comfortable there and that you'd work better in a cozy, inclusive space. Just a thought. Hi, Bunny. Um, First of all, hello from the Netherlands. Um, I've been dating a guy for about three months and we have the most amazing time. We go, go out into nature, we've met each other's friends, we like making dinner for each other and there is just really this great connection. We really have a lot of fun. The thing is, he told me that he doesn't want a serious relationship right now because he just came out of a very long one. And I totally get him because I had the same feeling when I broke up with my ex a year ago. So I told him it's okay because we do have a great time together. But for some reason, it keeps bugging me and I just don't know exactly why because I have everything I would want out of the label of him being my boyfriend so why does it make me feel so insecure so apart from talking to him about it what can I do to feel more secure about our feelings towards each other relationships are all about compatibility and compatibility has a lot to do with timing he just got out of a long-term thing so it makes sense he's not wanting something serious But what does serious mean? I mean, you say you two spend a lot of quality time together. You cook together, which is pretty domestic. I assume you're sexually intimate with each other. It doesn't sound casual right now, other than there is no label. His inability to want that label has nothing to do with you not being good enough. And he should have the space he needs to heal from his previous relationship and spend some quality time alone. But your needs are also important. And if being with him and becoming more and more close, but not really having any clear boundaries with him makes you feel unstable, then the timing just might not be right. I'm not sure if you practice monogamy. I do. And When I was dating, it was really hard for me to be with someone intimately and not know when or who else that person might be sleeping with when I started having more serious feelings for them. Or even if you practice polyamory, the boundaries still need to be clear. I recommend having a talk about what not being serious actually means for him. Does it mean sleeping with other people? Does it mean communicating when sleeping with other people? Is it like a don't ask, don't tell situation? Does it mean not hanging out more than once a week? How long does he see himself needing this boundary? Communication, even in a relationship without labels, is important so you can make an educated choice about what works for you. 
Because if he's the only one having the keys to where this relationship is going, that's really probably going to wear on you. And I don't want you to get more involved in a situation that has no room to grow. This isn't a judgment about anybody's needs. We all deserve to have the type of relationship that makes us happy. And a lot of that has to do with where we're at on our journey. He might not be ready for something serious, but that might be what you're looking for. And I just don't want you to think that you can't find that somewhere else. That's all for this week. If you want to send a question, record a voice memo and email it to xohigherself at gmail.com. Or because I like simpler times and maybe this is just easier for some people, we got a phone number. Yep, it's 740-481-1216. You can leave a voicemail with your question at that number. Also, follow us on Instagram at xohigherself. In addition, you can find us on Patreon where you can give us financial support directly because we want to stay ad-free. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, give a rating, leave a review. All those things are ways to show support and help us get discovered by new listeners. We appreciate it so much. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. Remember, Black Lives Matter. Black Trans Lives Matter. Give money. Give your time. Give your support. I'm so proud of you. I love you. And so does your higher self.